Well, Joel, it's that time again. That time? What are you talking about, Travis? You know, that time of year when Mr. Jacobs and everybody puts on a huge show full of drama scripts and stuff to raise money for missionaries. You mean, we're not going to Mr. Jacobs' garage? Nope. Even better. Come on and listen. Could you hold that light right there, Laura? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Mr. Jacobs? Have any of you seen Mr. Jacobs? He's taping some cords over there. What's going on, Artie? Oh, Miss Fiona said to tell you that the switchboard is working now. Perfect. Thanks, Artie. Yep. So, what's going wrong? The stage lights weren't working. Pretty big deal. Really? Why? Is there like a thunderstorm scene in this drama show or something? Maybe. I'm helping up front this time. You mean you're not in the show this time? Somebody's got to be an usher. That's me. Oh, there's a light dimming. I'd better get back up there. Break a leg, guys. Poor Artie. What do you mean, poor Artie? He looked happy to be back for the summer. But he's not in the show. He's going to miss out on all of the fun. No, he isn't. He gets to help people to their seats. He checks their tickets. He gets to talk to the audience. Oh, that reminds me. I better get out there to start the show. Yeah, but what's the fun of being part of the show without being in it? I mean, there's a lot of... Hmm. Can we talk about this later? Yeah, maybe it will make sense by then. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first Saturday of the Drama Show Spectacular. Just like last summer and the summers before that, for the next three weeks, we will be performing some of our favorite dramas, as well as listening to radio programs. And as always, the proceeds from this event go to help missionaries all over the world. If you have questions, our usher extraordinaire, Artie, will be happy to talk to you. I'm getting the signal from backstage. We're all ready to go. So please sit back and enjoy our first program. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the exciting drama, Water War II, an adapted biblical parable about revenge. Once upon a time, in a small neighborhood, there were two neighbors. Hello, Irene. Good morning, Steve. Sure is cold out, isn't it? Yeah, I saw snow in the forecast for tonight. Well, I guess that's what comes with it being winter and all, huh? And it did snow that night. By morning, there was a good foot in some places. Irene, who worked early in the day, got up and immediately started shoveling out her driveway. Got to get to it before it melts and gets heavier. She got done in record time and was able to get her car out into the road in plenty of time to get to work. It was just about then that Steve woke up and looked out the window. Oh boy, looks like I better get busy. Wait a minute, did she throw snow on my driveway? It was true. In her haste to clear out her driveway, Irene had tossed a couple shovels of snow from her driveway into Steve's. Well, I'm not gonna stand for that, no sir. And so Steve began clearing his driveway making sure that for a couple of the passes, his snowblower was dumping a good portion of the snow into Irene's driveway and even a little onto her porch. That'll teach her. But when Irene got home, she was not in the mood to be taught this particular lesson. Hello, Tinkerton Plowing Service. Clearing your way if you get our drift. How can I help you? Oh, a plow job. The whole house, you say? Sounds like a fun project. Yes, I'll be right by. 
The next morning, Steve woke up to a wall of snow blocking his windows, his doors, and even his dryer vent. Now this is war. So it was. Hello? Tinkerton Fire Station. We bring the heat when you can't take it. Dig you out? Sure. And then soak your neighbor's house? Is it on fire? No? Oh well, it'll be good practice. Be right over. Fire hoses and giant snowballs, plows and fumes, soaking and smashing. And after about a month, there was nothing left of these two neighbors' houses but a slippery pile of frozen rubble. Serves you right! Ooh. The moral is, when someone does something to hurt us, our first instinct is to do the same thing to them and maybe go a step further. The thing is that this leads to more and more hurt, until, like the houses in our story, our lives can be destroyed. That's why the Bible tells us to not repay bad things with more bad things, but instead end the cycle and win the battle over evil by doing what is good. And now, from the garage of Lionel Jacobs comes the wonderful drama, The Dirty Taxi and adapted biblical teaching about reading the Bible. Once upon a time, there was a taxi driver named Clive. Hey there, where do you want to go? I know all the roads, streets, and alleys of Metroville like the back of my hand. He was probably the best in the business. Now look, buddy, I am the best. Where do you want to go? I don't got all day. Taxi! Taxi! Sorry, fella, I've got another customer. Catch the next cab. Over here! Taxi! Where can I take you? I need a ride to the pier. If it's not too much trouble. No trouble at all. That takes us past the bank with the big windows. You ever notice how you can see your reflection in the windows? Pretty neat. Hmm, I hadn't. That's nice, I guess. Are we almost there? As they drove to the pier, they came to a great big muddy puddle in the street and drove right through it. Mud spattered all over the nice yellow cab. But since Clive was in a hurry, he didn't even notice. Here we are. Thanks, have a great day. You too, miss. As he drove back into town, he glanced at the bank and noticed all the mud covering his cab. Whoa, when did that happen? I've got to go get this thing washed. As he drove on, however, the traffic got so bad that the thought of cleaning his car completely left his mind. Come on, what's the holdup? Just then, a very famous movie star stepped up to the curb. Taxi, taxi. That's me, hop on in. Ugh, no, that's fine. I'll wait for the next cab. What? What's the deal? Taxi! Hey, I'm the best taxi in town. I can take you wherever you want to go in half the time. I don't think so. Your cab is covered in mud. I have a reputation, you know. Mud? Oh, right. Taxi! The moral is, when we read the Bible, it's sure to show us sins that we have to deal with. The best thing we can do is get rid of that sin right then and there. If we don't, we probably forget that there's something wrong and we won't be able to serve God the way we should. Thank you, thank you. From all of us up here on stage and those behind the scenes, we appreciate you coming out and supporting our missionaries. Be sure to come back next week for the second act of our three-week show. And please remember to bring your friends. We'll see you then. And that's how it's done. Yeah, that was good. Do you think the audience had a good time too? From the laughing and clapping, I'd say they're eating it up. Who's eating? I didn't know there was an after show snack time. I'm starving. Hey Artie, how'd we do? It was great as usual. 
So about those snacks. Great job, kids. That was one of the strongest opening shows we've done so far. Thanks. It was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I forgot I had a question before the show started. Oh, yeah? What about Chelsea? Well, I was talking with Laura, and I said I felt bad for Artie. For me? Why? That's what I said. It's because you weren't able to do any of the acting or performing. That's the most fun part. It is fun, but after doing both, I have to say, it's fun just watching you guys in the show while still doing an important job. Really? I hadn't quite thought about it that way. It's like the Bible says in verses like 1 Corinthians 12. When it comes to serving God, we can't all be doing the same thing. We each have talents and abilities that help us do God's work in all kinds of ways. Yeah, and just because I like acting up on stage doesn't mean that that's the only place God wants me to help out around here. I've learned over the years that I can minister to people out front just as much as I can on stage. Wow, you sound like Mr. Jacobs. Yeah, especially using fancy words like minister. <laughs> well, minister is just a fancy word that means serving, more or less. To minister to someone means you're helping them. And when we use our gifts in different ways to help people become closer to God, this is often called ministry. Huh. I guess I thought people on stage were the ones doing all the important work. Nope. Every Christian's got a reason for being part of God's ministry. And without them, the show would be much harder to pull off. Speaking of that, I'd better get back out there and help clean up for next week. Good idea. I'll come too. And I'll turn off the radio.